Hello and welcome to Super Boothers. My name is Ryan. Hey guys, I'm Ismail. <laughs> I was it. I, it. I was gonna I was gonna start it. Hello, listeners. <laughs> do we you remember? A swap, a do you remember uh, Saturday Night Live with Anna Gasteyer and Rachel Dratch and Molly Shannon, and they would do the delicious dish, and they would work. They they were uh, radio people for. Uh, like NPR or something like that. And they did, uh, they're did. they famous for that episode with Alec Baldwin and Shweddy Balls. Good times. Good times. Yeah, I've seen some <laughs> of those skits, yeah. It can be funny if you do it right. I don't know if we can do it right, though. I can. Just give me – no. <laughs> Should we restart it? Should we play the intro music Back again? to one. Hold on. Line. <laughs> Um, no, so we were talking a little earlier during the break. Funny enough, I really think that we need to do like an Oprah after the show kind of thing because what we say in between the episodes is more juicy, is probably more entertaining to listen to. Because whenever that's probably because whenever we're recording and you know I always have respect for the red light. I'm not going to say anything into the red light that I don't want going out there. So everything is a little bit more watered down <laughs> as a result. <laughs> but once that red light goes off, oh, oh my God, God, let it go flying! Seriously, <laughs> I could get Billy Bushed real quick if that thing. <laughs> maybe, maybe that can be like a premium content for people if people think it's that cool. I don't know. We could throw that out there. No, not happening because no one needs to know Ryan Sle- Ryan P. Salinas's inner thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, you know, no, no, no. Um, Maybe we should have people pay to not listen to works those for me. <laughs> um, uh, no, so we were kind of so uh, the point that I meant to make in the last episode, which I did not yet get to, uh, was the point of really kind of like growing pains. Um, so I briefly touched on it by, and what I meant by that is setting up systems and setting up things ahead of time. Because whenever you're going – like that's the thing is whenever you're like, oh, you see in – what month are we in? April? Yes, April, March, May, June, something. Let's just say in November you're noticing that there's going to be a little bit of an increase in you know production work. So you're going to need to hire more people. Okay, so let's start thinking of that in like July or August. Hey, let's put feelers out there. Let's make sure that like – You know, we're not scrambling. And that's whenever you implement, like, payroll stuff. That's whenever you do, like, time clock, all that good stuff. Like, because if you wait until – if you wait until November, it's going to be too late. Yeah, so basically you're talking about thinking ahead a little bit, having a little bit of foresight. Because, uh, like, these things aren't shocking. You kind of know what's coming down the pike. So do things to prepare yourself. Yeah, totally. Like, I just think that you just need to have, like, the foresight enough to know, hey, this is what's happening. I don't need to freak out. I got this. That kind of thing. That's kind of like setting up a CRM before you really need it, you know? Yeah. Well, then the other thing is people don't think it's worth their time yet because they don't need it yet. So they they put it off and put it off. But I think what we're getting at is you know you're going to get busy in the holiday season, as an example. Don't wait until the week before to try to hire – you know, 10 attendants so you can get through that month. It could be fun. I, th- I think a lot of the stress in this business, yeah, I think a lot of the stress comes down to time. Like even a, one event, one particular event mm-hmm. can be very stressful if you don't go there early enough to set up properly and test things properly. If you just do things in the mm. appropriate time, 
Shocker. Life's a lot less stressful. Everything's a little bit more hunky-dory. That's why I really don't get stressed out. Everything is like anything major is tested out at least two or three days before. Like making sure that everything, everything, everything works. What I really hate is whenever attendants test stuff like the morning of the event and then they have to like put everything up and then go to the event and then they're late because they were too busy playing with it earlier, you know? Yeah, I've got a friend that says he, he he's he talks more about meetings, but it applies here too for events. It's like eighty percent of the work is done before the meeting, before the event, right? Oh, for sure. So do that prep work properly, and you're almost home free. You just got to show up, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyways, so in talking about growing pains, um, there was a question that was kind of brought up to me by someone. So they're kind of going from mom and pop doing everything themselves to, okay, we need to hire more staff. Um, so it was, I was working with myself and one other employee um, for a good amount of time. And then we started to hire um, maybe about two more people to the point where it was just, you know, like a little team. And then at that point I was like, okay, well, this is where like we really need to do an event report again because I can't keep track of all these events that are happening. You know, we really need to do clock in, clock out. I need to do payroll because I'm not about to, you know, cut everyone checks the night of a, the event. I'm not doing that anymore. So like those kind of things, um, whenever you need to make those changes in your processes, because I've always said I'm not going to do anything unnecessary if it's, if it's not absolutely imperative. So like I'm not going to create unnecessary paperwork or what have you. So it got to the point where any new employee that came in kind of knew the drill. So this was the payroll. These are the pay periods. This is where you clock in. This is your event report. This is where you clock out, that kind of thing. Whereas the original employee didn't feel like they had to do that because they were doing it for so long. All too familiar story. Please continue. So this is this is the thing of what kind of has to happen here is that person ends up weighing everyone else down. And then the other ones feel that, well, they don't need to do that. It's like a you cancer know? that spreads. And I, I have a friend that actually says I'm I, you know, I'm glad you said it because I wasn't going no, to. I have a friend that I recently uh, was talking to, and he was kind of saying that even if that's your best employee, this is his opinion. Even mm. if that's your best employee by far, you got to get rid of them because yep. they're going to lower the bar for everybody else. Like that one person can lower everyone else down if you don't have the right person on your team. So as hard as it may be, your team overall is better off by having everyone else coming in new, operating at a higher standard than keeping that yep. person and lowering everyone else's standard. Yep. And, and that's what I had to do. Oh, you did it um, and it and oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, so that that's that's the kind of thing here is whenever you recognize w- w- what was happening here. Like I I have done this long enough to be objective about it. Like I could see what was happening. And granted, yes, there is a face to this person and you know a story to this person. However, at the same time, this is a business, not a charity. Like it, it just kind of has to run a certain way. Um, it's tough, man. So that's kind of it. It's just something that kind of has to happen. It's very tough because, and this is in the startup world too, where you know they say there's you have a team of amazing individuals that are great at starting the company, but they're not so great at managing people or scaling to ten million a year in revenue. 
So you need new people. But those new people are great at getting you to 10 million in revenue, but maybe can't get you to 100 million in revenue. So sure. you need new people again. And I think it's very difficult because these people help you get from you know one point to another. But you have to always keep in mind, you know, how do you get to the next step and who are the right people for that journey? Like the journey that got you here is already done. So obviously you want to be as respectful and appropriate about it as possible. You don't want to just burn bridges and throw people out the window. You're fired. <laughs> you, ha- you have to look forward. You have to look forward. And if people can't adjust and find a way to work with the new way things are going to be, they're only going to hurt you. And they're going to hurt themselves too, honestly. Well, and and that's the thing is just like, again, I'm not doing this stuff just to, you know, be mean or whatever. It's because if I'm literally having to manage all these events, I need to make sure that these things are getting done correctly, that – you know, it's a check and balances system. So again, and the very reports available on superboosters.com. However, uh, you just kind of have to recognize, like, if they're sending me a photo, I need to be able to make sure that, oh, okay, this is what needs to move. This doesn't look right. Can you fix this kind of thing? You know, like making sure that the standard is being kept to a certain level and that it's also scalable. So I can pay attention to eight events at one time. Like there's a reason for now, this. Let me ask you. Did you try to change this person or convince no, this person? No, 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 he, or she no, 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 no. So what, what I said was, listen, these are the things that need to be done because these new people need to do it this way. I recognize that this is how it is. it has been. This cannot continue because X, Y, Z, you know? So – Right, and then the person didn't say – No, 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 no. That's the okay, thing is – I gave this person an opportunity. Listen, this is how it needs to go moving forward. Have the little chit chat, have the little sit down. And then, you know, after a couple months or so, it's not going the same way. Okay. Well then, sorry. I mean, that's just kind of how it has to work out. I'm all, I'm all for letting know some, letting know someone the expectation. Listen, this is, it's like, what? (laughs) It's like, uh, what was the thing? I don't know who did this, but it's like whenever you get in an argument in a relationship, you're supposed to say, you said this. It made me feel this way. Please don't do this again. <laughs> like literally, that's almost what you have to do just to make sure that you're very clear going forward. You know? Sounds familiar. Mm, mm. <laughs> okay. So you basically gave them a chance and they didn't adjust. No. And at that point, you have to just cu- you have to cut, cut it off. Cut it off. So, cut it okay. Off. So growing pains. What are for people that are listening to this and they're like, oh, am I having growing pains? Am I not? I don't really know. What are signs that, hey, you know, you're going through some growing pains? Uh, growing pains are you're getting tired. You have a volume that you're doing by yourself. Um, it is I if it, it it is having a problem and not knowing how to fix it. That really I think is what it comes down to is, you know, I I I have so many like I spend so much time dealing with people and their preferences on the phone. I don't have time. That's a thing a questionnaire can fix, you know? Yeah, and I think a lot of times we're reacting in business because we got like you have so much volume. Oh, I got to hire people. I, I think taking time here and there to really think and be thoughtful and proactive about, you know, a few steps ahead saves you a lot of stress. For example, if you just hire people and just go, go, go. And then you're like, oh, man, this is not working. I need to put a better system in place, better process in place. It's going to be harder to get these employees that you have yeah. now to go in this new system. So 
having a little foresight, you'd know, hey, I need to build a team. What's my process? What's my system? Think about it now so that when you hire them, you just kind of seamlessly put them into their, into their role and there's no issues. The only, there are very few people that grow at such, such an exponential rate to where this stuff kind of wouldn't apply. Like it would really like sneak up on them. Um, you know, whenever I did, whenever I did Groupon, that was, that's overnight influx. Like I, I had, there was no time. Um, I remember whenever we briefly started it, she, one of the consultants that helped us, um, she was like, you need one phone line for every, uh, half a million people in your market. So she was like, you need X amount of phone lines. And she was like, that's the kind of influx that you're going to get. And I'll be darn if she was right. I mean, it literally started at like 8.30 in the morning and did not stop until that night. I mean, it was just – that that stuff is just out of the norm. But most people aren't going to go from – that literally was like overnight success. Like that just doesn't happen, you know? Yeah, I mean it, it shows you the power of trying new things early Yeah. instead of waiting till now everyone's doing Facebook. Now everyone's do, doing social – like all these other things. If you got in early, you know, it's a lot easier to – get a lot of success for like less effort. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a great, the Groupon story with you was a great story. I think we've had a episode. I don't think I've before. ever really like talked about no? it in full, like start to finish. And I don't, I don't think I ever will, but this is a thing that I also feel like I need to address because I made that post on Facebook and people were messaging me like, Oh, you've did Groupon. What? Uh, you know, <laughs> heathen, 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 heathen. So this is a thing that I don't think people recognize and how Groupon really was born. We were going through a depression. It was something that was meant to keep businesses afloat. It was, it was a tool that was used during a downturn. And I don't think that people recognize that because of the situation that we're in now. So if you lived it and you experienced it and you were in this industry then, you would understand it. But if you're just coming into it now – well, yeah, it's easy to see. Oh, okay, there's you know random people doing you know eight hour Groupons for you know seventy five bucks. They don't understand the methodology behind it and and what the country was going through whenever it was born. So that's something that I think that people don't necessarily recognize. Um, another thing was it wasn't right for every industry, and a lot of in- and a lot of businesses really did fail because of it. And that's just because they didn't know how to accomplish it. You know, whenever I did my original Groupon, I have no clue how much it was. Um, I actually take that back. I think it was $500 for like three or four hours, something like that. I don't remember which. Um, But back then, it was – we didn't give everything away. You know, again, it was our loss leader. We made the money on the memory books. We made the money on the printing. We made the money on, you know – a USB of all the files after. I can't even remember the last time I sold a USB. But that was the thing is restaurants, it was great because restaurants had a low food cost. So you, it was, it was a great way to acquire a customer that way. There were people that did it. Actually, funny enough, I did it with flowers before I did it with, um, before I did it with photo booth. I mean, it was funny enough. I sold more flower groupons than Chicago San Diego, and one other market, and Boston. I did more than all three of them. 
Um, and it was just, it was great because we had timed it perfectly. So the group home was going to expire right before Valentine's day. So I made all the money for people ordering Valentine's day stuff at a jacked up rate. Well, this goes again to the foresight, right? You're not just doing things and throwing things at the wall. You're actually being methodical, thinking about it. How do I craft the offer? Yeah. Should I put the offer? How do I do upsells to make money? It's not just... Hey, throw a dart on the wall. Oh, did it work? No, oh, no, no. That, oh, well, that, maybe next time. You're actually doing thought. Meanwhile, that's our group home lesson for today. <laughs> a, little, a little stroll down the history lane. Well, but but that that's the thing is like people don't recognize like where the stuff comes from. Like it's just not just some arbitrary thing, you know? Yeah. No, it's important to consider all factors. It's not just – people jump to conclusions now, and you're right. They don't understand what it was like back then. I mean, even here in New York, in the financial capital of the world, it was horrible. So if you didn't go through these time periods with your business, I'm sure maybe it may not make sense why these things came to be, but they're there for a reason. And they're still around for a reason, too. People are still, you know, benefiting from it. Yeah, I I just think that, you know, if you, I mean, it, for me, it operates as a loss leader. So it's, it's just kind of like, like a retail store. Like, you know, yes, I'm going to offer a t-shirt for $5, but and whenever you come into the store, you're going to get this t-shirt for $5. I, you know, make little to no money on the t-shirt, but when you're there, you're going to buy my jeans and that's where I make my money. That's kind of literally like the methodology of how it goes down. Same thing with like, same thing with like, you know, ring light booths. If you ask me to do a two hour event during the week, absolutely. I'm going to do it for super cheap. That's just how it goes. Am I giving that away on a Saturday? No. Yeah, you know, it, it just reminds me of how people like to judge and criticize. And I have, I sometimes you're, you're with friends and they're like, some people do arts and crafts. Yeah. We judge. We judge. <laughs> I have friends that, you know, you're just hanging out and then, oh, look at McDonald's. Oh, why are they doing this this way? How stupid is McDonald's? Ha ha ha. Really? Mm. It's a multi billion dollar corporation. Why are they right oh, next to Burger King? So Don't they know that they're going to lose money? I'm sure that McDonald's has thought through very carefully what they're doing, and it works because they are huge. So it's the same thing with the Groupons and the Thumbtacks and whatever else is out there. They're around and still like getting by for your reason. You know, it's it's easier to just say, "Oh, this is stupid." You know, that's th- but it's harder to really think and. and try to understand why is it working for certain people? Why isn't it working for me? What am I doing wrong? Maybe it will never work for me because of these decisions that I have about my business, but understanding and thinking as opposed to just throwing rocks at people that are succeeding. You know, that that's another thing that I think I kind of suffer from is I almost take for a while there, I won't say that anymore. I don't think that's an accurate statement anymore, but for the most part, every event that would come my way, I would do. Like I would find some way to be able to do it just because like I hated the idea of turning money away and it just didn't like I would kill myself rather than giving the business to someone else. Um, and that's, and that's just, I, I, I don't know. I, well, yeah, I absolutely know that that's why, because whenever I was kind of like going through, you know, business during a depression and survived it and still in business for myself, you know, you, you just, figured it out and figured out how to a, a way to make it work. That's why I think that whenever I did things like thumbtack, I always really felt like you really have to do a lot of the cheap stuff to get the gigantic stuff. That's literally how it's always gone down for me. We, 
funny enough, if I really were to trace it back, I got Super Bowl because I did Groupon. That's literally how it went down. Well, people don't want to hear that. <laughs> no. Like that like that that's the thing is just you're stupid, stay poor. I mean for real. Like if you're not willing to put in the work and do the little stupid stuff, you just want the gigantic stuff. I'm sorry, that's not what the way how this works. Yeah, you know, again, it's just tempting to poo-poo over things and we're all guilty of it. I know, for example, we've talked about like these woo-woo things on the show and Ryan likes to laugh and poo-poo all over like what stuff like that but then if like for example the importance of culture um i don't know if you poo-poo over that but if, if you talk to like leaders in our industry you know you got this guy he says oh culture is very important this other guy says the same thing third person fourth and if you look at the top five people in the industry and they're all talking about culture i could poo-poo on it all day it doesn't matter because it works there's some there's got to be something to it if they're all talking about how important it is. So you have to put your feelings and your misconceptions and your preconceived notions aside and try to like, crit- like critically think, why are they all saying this works? Why does this work for other people? And once you start thinking about it that way, as opposed to people post something on Facebook about, oh, Groupon, oh, right away, comment, stupid, oh, put a, put a funny meme. Once you get away from the uh, quick, stupid reaction and think, you get to a better place for you and your business. I'm fine with people thinking that Groupon is stupid. Poo-poo all over it you want. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but again, that's just that's just I think goes to just a work ethic at that point. You know, I don't I mean it's also a decision. Like some people There are very there are very few people that work as hard as I do. Right. And I was just gonna say that's a decision. Some people don't wanna go through all the stupid little things to get to the big things. You know, and that's their decision. You know, that's fine. Ryan will take it and Ryan will get the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So you can't complain about not getting those things if you don't want to go down, down those paths. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is, like, you don't know, A, who's going to be at an event and you don't know, you know, where where this stuff is going to come from. Um, actually, I, I can't reveal who the client is just yet, but um, I did. Th- this is the way how this went down. Uh, I did a really cheap event. Um, it was during the week for some school and the client, we had done something before for them, maybe like a year ago, I think blah, blah, blah. Just randomly came in. I'm like, okay, here we go. Click, click, click. And we're done. So that was the event that my little brother did. And he ended up, um, getting the fourth anniversary of uh, a museum opening. Uh, Then that one ends up going to, so he did, well, so he did the school event, then did the museum event, then got a rather other person interested in a really large account for like permanent photo stuff, like day to day, like every day. And I'll talk more about this later, but it was just so interesting to me how, like, this little piece of business has turned into easily 25 grand worth of revenue in a, in maybe maybe about a month. Yeah, I think it goes back to a common theme that we've kind of made over, you know, all these episodes is, you know, you say Joan Rivers stands out in the rain. The longer you stand out there, the higher the chance of getting struck by lightning. And I've had, like, for example, I hired a contractor to do some work on my house, and it was 
through a, like a, he gave me a preferred rate, long story, because I knew someone and it was basically Turkish discount, yeah, friend of a friend. friend of a friend discount. Basically he did it for me at cost, right? It's not, it's not exactly the same as the photo booth. I wouldn't do stuff for you at cost. What the hell? Wait a second. So he did it at cost and he's like, Hey, you know what? I'll come here. I didn't care when it was done. So like, I'll come whenever we have a free day and I keep my guys working. Yeah. So he's like, no problem. So what happened? He came, he did his work. My neighbor saw. My neighbor talked to him. My neighbor hired him at full price to do another project. And what happened after that? My neighbor's brother-in-law lives down two blocks, and he hired him as well. Lovely. So because he was willing to do that not profitable gig, because he was out there, people saw him. People hired him. It's a little different with our industry because it's like based on certain days, like the Fridays, Saturdays. There's only so many of them. But my point is maybe you shouldn't have an empty Saturday. Sure. You're better off being out there at a party with hundreds of people or someone else may see you than just sitting home. Yeah, I am absolutely all for keeping my guys busy. I have said that from the day one. Like I would much rather have them go out there, do an event, and lead generate and at least do that. Exactly, because you have a responsibility to yourself and your clients, but you also have a responsibility to your employees, right? You want to keep them working and keep them making money. Um, so when it's like a when everybody wins, everybody wins. 